At the beginning of Mass, just before the Confiteor and the Kyrie of the Penitential Rite, the priest invites us to acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. What are these sacred mysteries that we are preparing to celebrate? I suggest that they include the mystery of God's love for us, most especially as experienced in our salvation and redemption. The Paschal Mystery, that is the suffering, death, and resurrection of Christ. The Mystery of Faith, the Most Holy Eucharist, the body and blood, soul and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ, which has been shed for us and for the many for the forgiveness of our sins. Then, immediately after the consecration of the bread and wine into our Savior's body and blood, the priest, with the Holy Eucharist on the altar in front of him, sings or says the mystery of faith. Why does he say this? What does this mean? What the priest says at this time is a statement of faith, of belief, and of reality about what is present before us on the altar. It is the same mystery of faith of the Church instituted by Christ at the Last Supper on the night before he entered into his Passion and died for us. In the Roman Missal, the direction for the priest after genuflecting at the end of the consecration is to say his part, after which he does not speak, as the rest of the assembly responds. After the priest says the mystery of faith, the people then continue by singing or speaking one of the three given formulas. We proclaim your death, O Lord, or when we eat this bread and drink this cup, or save us, Savior of the world. It is as if the priest is rendered speechless before the body and blood of Christ when in the presence of this awesome majesty of God, and he that he is overwhelmed before the mystery, before the miracle which is present before him on the altar. From the start of Mass, by acknowledging our sins and preparing to celebrate the sacred mysteries, and now with the mystery of faith in our presence amongst us on the altar after the consecration, we are invited by Christ to, be more, to more deeply participate in the mystery of the Mass, in the mystery of our faith which is being celebrated. Through the sacred liturgy, Christ himself beckons us to a full, conscious, active participation at Mass, offering ourselves to God the Father together with the gift and the mystery of the Son of God, the very gift on the altar which we will soon receive in Holy Communion. During his pontificate at the beginning of the 20th century, 1903, 
through 1914. Pope St. Pius X spoke often of conscious participation at Mass, of offering oneself with Christ to the Father, of entering fully into the celebration of the Mass. Father Benedict, that is, Pope Emeritus Benedict, echoed this throughout his pontificate one century later and clearly wrote about this participation at the Holy Eucharist in his book, The Spirit of the Liturgy, written before his election to the papacy. By fixing our minds, hearts, desires, indeed, our whole being on Jesus Christ at Mass and together with Christ, offering the oblation of our very selves to the Father, this is how we enter more fully into Mass, how we participate in the Mass, and how we remain ever faithful to what the Church in her sacred liturgy asks of us. In paragraph 282 of the Catechism of the Catholic Church, we read that the Holy Eucharist is the very sacrifice of the body and blood of the Lord Jesus, which he instituted to perpetuate the sacrifice of the cross throughout the ages until his return in glory. Thus, he entrusted to the Church this memorial of his death and resurrection. It is a sign of unity, a bond of charity, a paschal banquet in which Christ is consumed the mind is filled with grace, and a pledge of future glory is given to us. The Holy Eucharist is the saving memorial of Christ's passion for the ages, whereby Christ, the unblemished Lamb, the saving victim, the true and eternal priest, offers himself the acceptable gift of perfect praise to the Father. Christ nourishes us, the faithful, by these sacred mysteries, and we are made holy and united by one bond of charity as we grow in his charity. As we eat his flesh that was sacrificed for us, we are made strong. As we drink his blood that was poured out for us, we are washed clean. Before the presence of the sacred mysteries of Christ's body and blood, may we ever be filled with wonder and awe, praise and thanksgiving. May we be rendered speechless, as it were, overwhelmed before the miracle and the mystery which is present before us on the altar. Through Christ, May we daily make an oblation of our lives to the Father, and may we share in his divine life, here foreshadowed by the reception of the most holy body and blood of Christ, our Lord and Savior. My brothers and sisters, in Christ, it's always a great joy to welcome you all to the monastery to celebrate our common faith. And uh, 
I wanted to reflect with you today on what this common faith has in terms of implications for our world today. The brothers can tell you I read a lot of books. Um, most of them, I think, are pretty good, otherwise I wouldn't read them. But one of the better books I've read in the past few years uh, was a book on religion and violence by a theologian named William Kavanaugh. And in this book, he says that uh, part of the idea of the modern state, our modern politics, is to draw a contrast between religion and politics and to say that uh, we need a secular state because religion is too dangerous. Religious people are violent. Uh, this idea takes root in the 17th century, uh, but it is a kind of fiction. He points out that this equation of religion and violence is completely unfair. But I think if you're honest with yourself, you'll realize that uh, we've been very well indoctrinated in the modern world. And when we hear that, well, actually, there's no particular connection between religion and violence, we all kind of say, yeah, but, uh, but aren't there lots of crazy people out there who believe crazy things? The idea behind this separation, this idea that religion and violence are connected, as I said, it is a kind of myth that the modern secular state uses to keep religion from having an influence, to separate church and state in such a way that our religious views are not allowed to have any influence on our politics, or so it is said. Uh, and so we have to portray religion as being unreliable, irrational, violent. Uh, now, with that as background, I'd like to say that what we celebrate today and what we do today, even more importantly, flies in the face of this modern idea that there should somehow be some kind of separation within us between what we believe to be the most important truth about the universe and what we practice in daily politics. That somehow these uh, can't be mixed in any way. We process through the streets of Chicago, uh, not only us, not only those gathered here in this one church together, but many Catholics, and not only in Chicago, all throughout the world. This past Thursday and today, we are processing through the streets with the Blessed Sacrament, the true presence, the real presence of the Savior of the world. This is Jesus Christ. His goodness, his presence, is not limited to the interior of the church. We don't have to separate out and hide our faith. We, pro we proudly proclaim it. We process down the streets proclaiming it and say, this is our God. And it's important then that we understand how this, as I say, has implications. We don't just parade about as a kind of triumphalist gesture that uh, the rest of you are wrong. <laughs> and we're right. We have the true faith, and, and you better go along with us. Uh, because this would just play into the hands of those who want to portray uh, devout people as somehow unreliable as political partners. Uh, and so how do we make what we profess today, how do we make the presence of Christ in the Blessed Sacrament reasonable, uh, persuasive? The preface at today's Mass says that the Eucharist is the, the sign of unity for the whole world. And we make this plausible for people by our holiness of life. That we are holy, that we stand for something other than the usual, other than 
the, the violence that is politics. I mean, let's be honest about this political season we have. It's, it's pretty crazy. Uh, we need to be different than that. We need to show people that our God is the one who sacrifices himself for all of us and invites us to make that same act of love in service of others. And so as we adore today our Lord Jesus Christ in the Blessed Sacrament, let us remember how it is that he saved us. Let us remember the connection to the cross that after the Last Supper, he gave his life for us, gave his life for the world. And let us ask him to send the Holy Spirit into our hearts that we may be signs of his presence for the rest of the world.